pod but a needed pod um we are about six weeks from the presidential election mm-hmm. and we have to discuss some of the issues in the world as a whole facing us so first things first we'll be voting come november what is that day Third, November third. Will you be uh, voting? Look at you, the guy that doesn't vote. November third. Will you be voting November third? Yes, I will, Charles. Um, with that being said, what do you think is most important for you to be able to cast a vote that is both responsible and in the best interest of your um, needs? What I mean, responsible as far as like knowing the candidate. Can you ask your question again, please? What do you think is needed for you to cast a responsible responsibly? To cast a responsible and uh, um, an intellectual, intellectually based vote. Okay. Um, first off, it would be nice to know, like, it's not just the presidential election that's been running. So, like, of course, we've been championing this for the last four years. Knowing people in your district, you know what I'm saying, the local elections as well, because you'll be going for that more than likely. So just like judges and things like that, you know what I'm saying, delegates, all that shit. So just like it'd be nice to know, like, and it's public knowledge, like their voting record, you know what I'm saying, you could pull up certain information, and it's all like on government, local government website, you know what I'm saying, so. Or you just Google the person, you know what I'm saying, that's a free source. Um, you can follow them on Twitter nine times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. You just got to educate yourself deep. And, but a lot of times people don't really care to do that. But that's what I do. Like, that's what I've actually been doing the last couple of days for looking into a lot of the DD delegates and shit. People that I'll probably be going forward this November, this cycle. Um, besides the presidential election, because, like, we talk about that a lot. Like, presidential election is cool but like there's a lot of stuff that directs us affected that we also vote on that gets caught up in the presidential election cycle that refills it what, what do you need to vote responsibly or to have an intellectually sound vote um to be honest uh, I would say I need I don't think I need anything I just need the capacity to want uh, for me personally, um, I think politicians change as the seasons change. So, what someone believes in now, this cycle, won't be what they get in the office. Um, I think voting has its place, but I also think that there is a greater em- there should be a greater emphasis on civil duties, and I think that causes far more change than voting. 
Um, I think you can vote for a lot of different people, and some of them will be good, some of them will be bad, but that's kind of just the nature of the game. I think there's constituents are we supposed to hold our for representatives sure. um, for sure, but accountable. as constituents, like we should hold the school and board encounter. We should hold on. Yeah, we should hold the uh, the person who does the trash. Like sure. that's that's the thing about. Um, I think people use the idea of constituents holding politicians um, to task or accountable because it's easier to blame people for not forcing someone to do something than to blame someone who's in position to actually do their job. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. I think there's definitely something to that. But I, I I think of a place like Baltimore, for example. Um, I, I think they've done a quite a good job of, you know, of axing and forcing things to happen. And their city continues to lose funding and budget. And just because that's just the nature of politics in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how Maryland works. Um, you can speak to different cities and places. Just Baltimore City, not the county. Different countries in the world. And you could see how those things are different. But I think that's my, that's why I kind of, uh, the idea of voting is is weird. I'm 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 weary, not because I don't think voting matters, but I think that we we've seen at least in this last year that real change happens when the people hit the streets, and there's nothing that can substitute that. There's no amount of votes. There's no amount of legislation that can change. Or let me rephrase that: the only legislation that changes is when people hit the streets. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword, but go vote. Please don't listen to my disparaging words and don't vote. But uh, I just think there's something a little bit more tangible that we all could do if we um, put our heads to it. Moving on, though, you said something I thought was interesting. The election, you know, there's more to these voting than the election. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, at least the national election, in my opinion, is a hot. It's probably like the hottest it's been as far as um, maybe yeah it's just as far as like um, storylines and I think uh, politics are more entertainment than they are actual politics shout out to Newt Gingrich so I wonder in your mind what is the most interesting storyline of this presidential election 2020 Trump is somehow convincing all of the countries to move their embassies in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That was one thing. That's a joke, honestly. But um, something to pay attention to for a I haven't, honestly haven't been paying attention much to the national election to, hold, to keep it a buck with you. Like, sometimes I have to remind myself that, so it's a, an election year. <laughs> I don't really have to ever do that, but I feel it. <laughs> no, sometimes because it's just like some of the shit that's going on in policy is just like you forget that it's even like really an election year. Because you know, like some of the shit, like the news that I like pay attention to isn't like the regular news. More so is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't really pay attention to, like the regular news, so I'm not really hip to like what's going on and like with the presidential election for real. I just know that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are running in Trump and Pence. Yeah, and niggas are talking about we might have this nigga Trump might not leave the office if he loses. Yeah, I, I, for me, I I just think my my whole thing is I I find it very interesting the idea that um, 
the idea of fair elections. I find that interesting because I've we never seen one in my lifetime. We haven't had fair elections for quite some time as far as, you know, people votes not counting, votes mm-hmm. being recounted, um electoral the first one we remember is Bush, Florida. Yeah, electoral votes not going mm-hmm. um to who they should be versus versus the popular vote. So I think uh, the most interesting to me is how how the pandemic affects all this. Because I think mm-hmm. the pandemic is is going to it's going to force everyone to have to rectify with the fact that they're living in a I don't want to call it a secondary country, but they're living in a place in which corruption is far more um, far more rampant than I think they believe. Mm-hmm. And they'll see it throughout this election because there's not going to be too much wiggle room for the corruption because everyone's going to be able to see it in real time. Mm-hmm. So I think the corruption of the election will be interesting. I also think um, who who becomes, because there's always secondary characters. I remember uh, the last election, what was that lady's name? The white lady who was the third party candidate, Jill Stein, I believe. There's always a third party or or these other people who end up just becoming like the Green Party independent people. Very much so. Um, also, the last election cycle, you had um, who was the it was the whoever Trump had who was releasing the the email stuff right before the election. Okay. There's always those people who become somewhat um, central figures to the storyline, and I want to see who emerges this. I want to see who comes. Roger fucking Stone. I want to see who was the person who comes alive and becomes that. Um, right now, we got the whole Trump doesn't like the military thing. Um, it's kind of early, which is hilarious because I don't know if they played that card too early. Maybe they should have waited. No, honest to God, truth. Um, it might be a little too early, but that's an interesting. I want. I like how much. One thing I think Trump is smart about is never allowing stuff to stick to him for too long. Nigga said he don't like the military, but he's still signing, he's still playing shit. Nigga still giving bridges, still dropping bombs. Yeah, I think there's a Trump has a really good job of making shit not stick to him. So wow. on Monday, if you say he hates the military, on Friday he got you talking about something else, mm-hmm. and I wonder. Because the people who really want this military stuff to stick are people who think that it's going to ruin the idea of Trump to certain people. I wonder how long he can keep that going. Because at a certain point, you can't keep doing what he's doing and get away with it. Like You just can't keep saying, you know, screw these people, all these other people, and not have people. Because you're, you're, you can't say screw all these people and not have some of that conflict. Like it, it, there's, there has to be some crossover. It's already crossover for sure, but it hasn't hit home as far as like his actual election. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, can he keep going? Because the military stuff, I think he can beat this. But I wonder what's the next thing he says where it's like, nah, my guy, like dude, you, you can't get away with that one. He, he's got away with a lot for four yeah, years, so maybe sure. he can keep getting away. The last three months, that nigga been wild and wild. Four years. Yeah, you know, he's you gotten know away with everything. But like, he ramped this shit so, up the last three months, though. Like, I wonder what he can, what would be the tipping point where everyone is like, whoa, you gotta relax. I, I just. Trump is uh, benefiting from the, the society we live in now. Like, 
you'll forget about it in like three days type shit. And I, I think that is super beneficial for him because he's done a lot of fuck shit. If you look back, he over says it, a lot of fuck shit. You know what I'm saying you look back and be like, are we gonna talk about this in a week? Are we gonna say that you know Trump told, said these niggas I wonder is went that, out and fought and died, and you're calling them losers? Are we talking about this in a month? I wonder is that is that is that a product of Trump too. or is that just a product of the times? He's benefiting, but that's what I'm saying. Are, society. Are, is 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 he benefiting from or has he become so? Has he done so much stuff over this four years in a position that we never thought somebody would do that we've become numb? Because I agree with you that maybe we are in the cycle in which people forget things. Yes, but he's also the president of the United States. It's different. It's different. Talking yeah, about right. niggas on the internet versus the president yeah, of the United just, States. Uh, a reflection of America at that point. Because hmm. we forget, and he's, the, I guess, the quote unquote leader of America. The free world. Maybe he's just the reflection of. No, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm. So he's benefiting from this shit. Yeah, I, to me, I think that. Um, I think Trump is doing what white men do when they have power. Yeah. White men have historically been able to change the rules for it to benefit them in whichever capacity they see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he sees himself a little bit as Putin light. And what I mean that is that he Putin sees light, not Putin light. Yeah, Putin light. Okay. Um, I think he sees himself as an entity that is as big as the state or bigger. And what I mean by that is that, yes, America is America, but Donald Trump sees himself as just as important to that. Maybe not as big, but just as important. That, you know, my bravado, my fame, my cachet helps build all this. Now, America did, you know, help me get there, but I am the product of America. So... You know, I have to. You know, I'm not the product of France. I'm mm-hmm. the product of America. So I, I think that that's that's why I think Trump is. I think it's an interesting. I I think it, he's more interesting than he is diabolical. And I think that is what is going to make November a very exciting and also scary time, because there are enough there are enough people who thinks that he's interesting. Mm-hmm. And they don't think about they don't think of it in a, a roundabout way. They kind of think of it in a, a curious way. They don't think of it in a he's interesting like what the fuck that's not supposed to be interesting. They think of it he's interesting and I want like to know more. Yeah. And I just I don't know if we have enough time between now and November to get enough people to change that thought process or to change their thought process on the manner. Now maybe. Um, the good sense of Americans will help them not do, not vote for Trump. But I'm not, I'm not too positive that Americans have the good sense to do anything of that nature. So, I just, I just. Uh, I think I've heard Americans don't have sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just really worry that Donald Trump. I don't even worry Donald Trump doesn't leave office because we have a military, and if they really wanted to, they can come get him out. Um, We we also have uh, the Republican Party. Um, I don't know how they could allow for their for someone who represents their party to not leave the office uh, willingly. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a a bad look on them. 
But at the same time, it's the last shit that he's done them deaths of bad luck on the Republican Party that I they just let rock. I didn't know he stabbed it. If he, he said he's not. Like, no, he didn't say that, but people like have insinuated the idea. They even had a panel. They even had like a. He said it. He said it privately. Stabbed the panel. They had an emergency group of uh, politicians, and yeah, I think it was like a hundred, a hundred of them who did workshops of different scenarios that happened if Trump decides not to leave the office. Um, they didn't release the findings, but they came to like the conclusion that there that there would be mili- there would be military and um, you know intervention. intervention. They said there would be someone some they had like different scenarios where there's not there's a nonviolent mm-hmm. exchange of power. They have um, I, some things where like there's a pseudo violence so. There's not a military, but you have sort of like secret service and people mm-hmm. do something. Forcefully removing them from the house. So there's, I mean, there's, they, With the, no guns drawn. people say that they had different options mm-hmm. and all of them didn't lead to the anarchy. They said like there could be like, street by, uh, protests in the streets you kind of see with like what's going on in Portland and things of that nature so I mean I think that's more fear mongering and I think it's um, and I think it's fear mongering in a weird way that it's to get people to vote for Trump because mm-hmm. I think people believe I, what he wants. I think yeah I think there's a large segment of um, Trump's inner circle or workings that believe that if you scare people into what could happen if Trump isn't elected, mm-hmm. that will force people to go out to vote. Mm-hmm. So if you make the white mother in North Dakota believe that if Trump isn't elected, that the country might get into a civil war, that will force her to go vote in a way that she may be not if she just thinks that Joe Biden becomes president and it's as simple. back to Tell me the separation of him is only three million votes. That's sick. Sick. 
that means to tell me that lar- largely a large part of the country kind of agrees or thinks that he's he's right. And his, and his percentage of most of the black community went up since the last time we voted. So I, I just I just thought oh I don't even care about the his numbers of black people because black people don't make enough. But it's like that's I, and I find that I always find that interesting that we people love to tell black people, but it's just like. Even if every black person voted for Donald Trump, like let's just play that game, it wouldn't it wouldn't win him wouldn't swing any significant amount of Nothing. actual votes. That's why the whole, whole idea of black people and like their them being this sort of large group, it's more of like a, a social thing. It's more of like the idea that they could mobilize. But like white people forever have been voting against black people and then hanging with black people the same day they voted against their interests. So it, 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 it kind of rubs me the wrong way when people are like, you know, the, the black vote, because it's only used in times to make black people first to be little black people mm-hmm. for the or the circumstances that they're facing uplifting. yeah or, sure let them know that they're actually needed or important or to get them to vote in a way that is only beneficial to the white liberal mm-hmm. like in my opinion like up until 1964 black people voted all the time and voted in many major elections on the democratic ticket had none of their electoral votes counted like the actual delegates, if they voted, they would not count. This is the Democratic Party. That's one of the reasons Kwame Toure broke across from the SLC and the students, uh, the students' rights movement, because he went to the 1964 election, and the the delegates from Mississippi, Fannie Lou Hamer, were not accepted. They mm-hmm. sat there, and the Democratic Party said, "We will not accept your electoral votes mm-hmm. as a delegate mm-hmm. for the for the state of Mississippi." I believe more than positive. So this idea that black people are just going to sweat, that's something that is good for TV. That's something that, yeah, that's good for CNN. That's not any reality of how black people live. Black people's lives will be decided between how black people decide. Like, if black people would care about something, then they'll make an effort to do something as a collective, but... Yeah, I mean it's the facts. Like if black, anytime black people want to do stuff as a collective, they can they can find ways to do things. It's just do they want to do it as a collective? That becomes the the question at hand. I believe more so than can black people should black people vote? Black people vote all the time. Been voting. Been voting way, way longer than any of you guys can even think. So I just think that it's. I mean, I think it's the truth. It's like I just no, think that right. it's yeah. a. It's an easy thing to tell black people to vote because it's an easy cop out and it doesn't force you to. If you if you really had to think about all of the things that go along, I think some people would be really upset and then they'd have to be like, "Damn, maybe the America I love isn't the America." that I think it is and I don't think many people want to um, yeah I don't think people want to commit to the idea because it's much easier to tell black people to vote than to be like hmm well why can't black people's vote count in the way they should because if you do the second then you have to say so they kill black people to vote Mm -hmm. so then what does that say about white people and a lot of black people in my opinion don't want to say the things the truth about white people a lot of black people don't want to a lot of black people in America don't want to say that like their white counterparts are racist, their white counterparts are this. 
that that uh, they they'll say it in a a very broad term. I don't think they'll actually put the details the details to the facts. So yes, white people da da da. Like you know, I don't know if you saw the picture of like some protester going up to like two old white people and like putting up their middle finger to them. Came out like this weekend. I feel like picture on the internet. And everybody's like, oh, is this the country we live in? That's that's why white people are always going to win, because they know how to control the narrative. <laughs> like, too, but it's like, I've seen the opposite of that, though. Like, somebody protesting and two old white women walking up, giving them the finger. Like, fuck you, nigga. Like, no, see, and while I think we've, we live we've all seen that, I don't think that's what the headline, that's not what the main, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the difference. Like, that's the, that's the idea of America. Like, yeah. I be feeling niggas, I be feeling niggas when they give the rebuttals, but I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, well, while that might be your reality, that's not the the country's reality. The country's reality is that like the white people are like, look at this. I'm hip. So I just think that a lot of people, if they really had to do this, they'd really be like, wow, my great America, I love. And they would really have to really rectify with some things. Like, how do you rectify with the with your home doesn't love you? I don't. I, that's not that's not for me to rectify. That's for other people. Hmm. No, it's not for me. So, you don't feel loved at your home, Charles? Um, I've decided quite a while that I'm a person of the world. So, I have the idea of homes to me is just it's just like I happen to be at a, a certain place at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So, it's more of like I'm just a being in a place. I'm an entity, one with the earth. Truly, I mean, my I was just born at a certain time in a certain place. There's no, like, I was born in 1992. I was born in 1892. Ain't no telling where I might have been. There's no telling what the trajectory of my life and what it would be. I just happened to be at a born in a certain place at a certain time, the livelihood of the world. So that's how I see it. Now, please, everyone is different. Do not, you do not have to attest to my belief of how I view myself in the world as a being. But... For me, that that's why I don't I don't need to feel the need to be connected to anything. And also, I feel as though tribes are connections of people. So this is a tribe. So ism is my my group of people. It's kind of like yeah, you know I mean, it will it will change and things will move on. But no, I agree 100. percent I don't need to be indebted to the to the land. Mm-hmm. Like I fuck with PG County. It's, it's the home. It's the, it's the place. But I'm not indebted to this land in some um, in any weird way, spiritual form, connection yeah. that aligns me to it. I have, a, I have a connection here, but other than that, it's just like. But yeah, I have no, connections I in like, Philadelphia. I have, I have connections, connections in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, stand by. I feel like Charles. I have like, connections in any place in which I've been over a certain period of time and I've created relationships with tribes of people. Mm-hmm. Tribe. Shit, tribal, bro. Like, tribe is more important to me than the idea of location because low-key black people have been telling me that location doesn't matter. That they were taken from some place and coming to another place and they've made culture here because of who they are as a people. That was more important. So it's not it's not it's not um it's not American vernacular, it's African American vernacular. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a big it's a big distinction. It's not it's not American culture. It's Black American culture. There's, get into it, Charles. Huh? I said get into it. I mean, I was talking about this shit earlier this week. So I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that's the that's the distinction that people make. People yeah. people people have decided that it is not American. It mm-hmm. is something unique 
to the facet of being black. So if that's it, it, it it's not really American. So mm-hmm. the, you can't like I, I think of it like hip hop, for example. Hip hop on the West Coast isn't hip hop in, in New Atlanta. York. Isn't hip hop in Atlanta? Isn't hip hop in Houston? But it's all black people, and that's really the one significant that it's 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 something black. It's that that there's a, a sort of a shared experience. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, just to bring shit full circle, I think it's interesting that you can like we understand this in certain things, but not with the politics. So it's like you know well, they're all black, but it's there's a shared experience. It's not the same. It's, mm-hmm. it's different. Like. The struggles of Mississippi are not the struggles of New York, which are not the struggles of Chicago, which are not the struggles of Maryland. But being black is that common denominator that you understand that there's something significant here. So how do people work around that? So for hip hop, people kind of are like, it's the music, it's the sound. That's what brings us here. I don't know how you do that with politics. I understand how you do it with something like basketball. The different styles of basketball played across the across the country. Mm-hmm. But at the end of this sort of like a basketball, win the game, more points than the next person. Uh, music, make something that people dance to, make something that people want to sing. With politics, I do not know. I can't pinpoint and say, all right, if you give these people more money, then they'll be fine because there's certain people who are like, yo, we got money. We don't need money. Rockets are winning. They're still, they're still racist. There's some people who will say, if you give us property values or land, we'll be fine. You can, you can take that. There's some black people who are like, I don't need a land at all. I've been fine all my whole livelihood with no land because I live in a city. There's no lands here at all. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really hard-pressed to say I don't know because I feel like you shouldn't talk about stuff without having some sort of solution in mind, but I don't know. And I also think that as long as people want to be American, there's no need for all the other stuff I just said. Because if you see yourself as American, that's greater than being black. Do people really see themselves as American? I think Fuck so. you. A lot of people so. have detached the black and just been like, I'm so. American. I think so. A lot of, and I think that's the and that's, that's the main reason why a lot of people like when Charles was saying he was just like we said earlier he was talking about like black people just I guess being black in America. Right? That's I think that's the issue because you know if you see yourself if you detach the black and you see yourself as American, then you gotta forgive stuff. You gotta yeah, forget stuff. You gotta stuff. forgive slavery. Like I don't even think you gotta forgive, but you gotta you have to look at it in a different different way. Yeah, different way. You, you can't. Like, you can't look at it like a sin that is done against you. You gotta look at it like a sin that happened that led the country to what it is today. Mm-hmm. I think right, if it wasn't for slavery, slavery type of thing, like the way black confederates look at confederacy jobs. Exactly. Like, you have to change. I think that's the thing. You have to change your perspective on a lot of these fundamental American stories. And I think a lot of black people voice out in public that like they're against like slavery and certain shit like that. But it's like, I mean, like you don't talk like that in public like you might speak like that in private but you don't speak like that in public like Charles was saying like you don't you don't you don't say this much about your white counterparts when you're at work but when you go home you'll say whatever the fuck you want yeah commonplace for everything I mean it is but is but it? that's gonna just go to work and be like, you know, but that's, slavery was fucked up. No, no, I, feel, I, feel, no I definitely feel no, what you're no saying. Point <laughs> but I'm at like, work. Say if it's like certain like white shit going on in your workplace, like I don't know, like 
you know, we, we know white people do. So it's just like in the workplace, and it's just like, bro, like, okay, so we we on that? Like, we just going to show. I just think that how there's there's no way to rectify any of this without having a full, complete, honest discussion. So when someone when someone makes emphasis makes reference to your hair, a white person just wants to oh, I want to touch your hair. That is remnants of slavery. Now, whether mm-hmm. you want to take it there is a different story. You think white people has other white people touch there? Not at all. I've never seen it. I, never, I don't think so. Once again, never heard of. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I don't. Maybe you 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 could be right. This could be a thing that white people just believe is okay. But from everything I kind of know about social norms, white people, touching people hair is not something yeah. white people do. I, I don't. There's nothing. You know, like white people don't have personal boundaries, but just we, touching each other's hair. Is we don't know. Boundaries. We don't know stories of white people just going up to other white people and being like, "Oh, I love your hair because I like it." No. Because why would a would it only just be a, a thing that they do to black people? Why would they feel comfortable to only ask a black person to do it? The texture if they didn't of hair. do it to a white person. That's my that's our whole point. That's my whole point. That it's the remnants of slavery. It, this is the there's this dynamic that is passed through mm-hmm. the country. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying it is like maybe it's a slave thing. Maybe it's just something that they feel comfortable doing with anybody in general. But maybe the black person takes it as disrespect. It's like I think black people for one, I don't think anybody any black person wants anybody touching their hair mm-hmm. randomly. So maybe in the white community. Touching hair might be what you, they you're, do. You're right. I just but, said that but, white people have no personal boundaries. And, and I agree yeah. to you, but I'm. But, but there's. We his, take it as why the fuck are you touching? Because there's historical. Con- that's there's that's historical the context that's context that's the that way the world. It. It's the reason why men it, certain shit is sexist versus not. Yeah. It's not because men are just. It's because there's historical context. So like telling a woman to go in the kitchen, mm-hmm. it's not. It's, what if men just like? What if women just like to cook more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may be. But there is the historical context that when you say it like that, lets us know it's misogyny. So that's the thing with white people. You're right. They could literally just be... That might be the thing. Have no boundaries. But, but then when you to, add if in you're the... Talking Tiffany, if you're talking <laughs> to Tiffany if you're, if you're, and she just got her hair done, and, you don't, and then I just walk in, and then you're just like, hey, what's up? Karen, can I touch your hair? I'm just switching names. But hey, Karen, can I touch your hair right quick? And just like, oh, just because I have full textured hair, you want to touch mine? Like, there's mm-hmm. there's something to that, and that and that is because I'm black. Yeah. Now, uh, if you, it, they're curious. But once again, <laughs> why though? That's what I'm saying. It's not their type of hair. But why is that? Why, but that's the thing. As American, as an American, this this is the thing. As an American, you should. That's the whole point of America. Yeah, this place of, of difference. the same texture of hair. It, it should be a place of differences. I've never touched it's a, one of y'all. Exactly. See, it's a melting pot, right? That's the thing of America. Isn't that the thing of America? It's different. It's different. Um, it's a melting pot. It's, a melting pot. it's supposed to be different type of yeah. people. You're supposed to have people with. Devil advocate me. No, no, I know. I, I feel that. But that's that's I the thing. That. Like, like, turn the wheels. If it is, then what it is? Like, if, if that's the thing about being American. If if it's a, if we're all American, then it shouldn't be. You're just a different type of American. Mm-hmm. What, what would be the what would be so unique about you that I have to touch your hair? Facts. Listen, I'm not here to tell anybody what they are or they're not. But I'm just saying, once you have, like, when, when, once I see some, when people in Britain talk about being British, they are very clear 
that they are British. Mm-hmm. And there's a very this is a very clear distinction that while I am white, I am British because being from the UK, being from London, Cheerio means a certain thing that it doesn't mean if I was white and from Mississippi. Or white and from France. You know, being white and from Paris is not the same as being white and from Brussels. At all. And that is what, that is why America is a very weird place. Mm-hmm. And not even America, the Western world, mm-hmm. because it is this place that has identities that have been forged in some, some places a thousand years. Like Britain, France, these are thousand year old places who have identities that are mainly white for most of that existence. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in black people and Paris, now. Paris are like older than a thousand percent. And now you have to sort of change the identity of this place mm-hmm. with these new people from this different place, mm-hmm. a place that you don't believe to be really human. Facts. So it'd be different if they believe that the people that they brought over were human because then you would just take from them and it would just be a, be a blending of cultures. Yeah. We'd be. But if you don't see these people as human and, you, and you're and you trying to tell these people they need to become you, mm-hmm. they need to become like you or mm-hmm. they're not human or they're not people, mm-hmm. then you have some issues. Because and then they tie religion into that shit, so it's just like, this is just a whirlwind of shit. Black people, no matter where they are on the face of the world, see themselves as where they're at plus black. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the true nature of, of black people. And ultimately, I think this is why I don't understand when it comes to shit like voting, why people feel the need to put the onus on black people. Because black people aren't just never just doing things for themselves or just doing things for the country they're at, but they're doing things for others at the same time. While not being represented. Black people in France, when they make sort of some political decisions, they're not just making it for the black people in France, they make it for all the Parisians. The, all the black nation, all the black people in nations neo-colonized by France. France. Like, whether they understand that in some of the decision-making, mm-hmm. but that when people, when black people in America make decisions, voting-wise, it kind of affects Puerto Rico, other minority people in other U.S. territories, mm-hmm. things of that nature, places in which the U.S. The US goes Virgin to do... Islands and shit. The U.S. goes to do Israel. things... Bomb sales to Saudi Arabia. So, like, foreign policy is a big thing. And I think, <laughs> and like, people sometimes. That's the news I in, watch. Pati- in particular, black people devoid themselves of that context. So, yes, I'm American. For sure. All right, well, you are an American that allowed for your, whatchamacallit, to make it okay to not say things bad about Israel. Facts. And now people re- are getting banned, kids are even missing. For, like you know what I'm saying? you're part of that too as an American. You're you're a famine in Yemen, you're an American and you're involved in that. Well we're like I just and that's why sometimes I think even myself I have to check and be like, yo, there's a you get a privilege living here. Like, right. like I I will never I would listen, no matter how much I talk to you about this place, there's definitely a beautiful privilege mm-hmm. to living here. So I will never yeah. act as if that that is not the vibes. But for at the sure. same time. With those privileges, I got to exercise yes. my right as a human exactly. and an American. Because it's just like, if I'm an American... And to be honest, the most American thing, too, is to is, question and exercise the right of... Exactly. To revolt. To, to revolt. Exactly. Like, that's the most American thing, That's the most thing American too. thing that any person can do, is to revolt saying? against a system in which you believe is I not working. I wouldn't be American working. if I didn't question my government. For sure. 
You wouldn't be a murderer if you didn't actively try to revolt against. Like, exactly. And I use the word revolt. How could I not? And I don't use it loosely. At all. I use it matter use of it, fact. They didn't use it loosely revolt. at all back in the day. So, how do you think America got to that point where that's American? That you get the privilege to revolt. Is it because of these other? What do you mean? Well, Paul, that way. Paul, Paul Revere. Revere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Them niggas. Like they. The reason America is America. Andrew, is because uh, of the Andrew Jackson. You know what I'm saying? And Robert E. Lee. They literally succeeded from the country yes. because they didn't like what, what they were being on? told. Yeah. Um, Strongman, Strowman Thurman in the South. All throughout the 1900s, Stonewall Jackson, um, <laughs> the Nation of Islam. Like yeah. you can point to many groups who, throughout American history, said we just not rocking. Um, what was the shit with the LGBT in the uh, 80s and the 70s? Oh yeah, same. Um, fuck, stone I something. Yeah, that's why when you said Stonewall, it made me think of that. Yeah, but um, there's these things in American history that literally are saying. Once you feel as though your rights are infringed upon, yes, you have the right to protest you have or the right. revolt. Women's march, mothers, drunk mothers, uh, mothers against drunk drivers. Mad is mothers against drunk drivers. Yeah. Stand, stood in the streets in 1984, I believe, for a whole summer in yeah. Indiana because her son was killed by a drunk driver mm-hmm. and got the law to be changed. Nigga, dare a white woman because her child died of an overdose. This is the whole whole fucking industries and movements in this country have been based off of the idea of revolt. And that's the thing. We're getting to the point. What I will say, though, is that we've gotten to a point in which technology and money has made people feel as though there's no need for that. Mm -hmm. So people have gotten to this middle ground which says, well, listen, if you you revolt, then how are we going to get money to make it better for everybody later? Trickle down of that. If you fuck up this, if you fuck up this, then who's gonna this. who's gonna pay for this? If you fuck up this, then when is the next one of you mm-hmm. gonna be able to get a chance to do this? Facts. And okay. I think we got a lot of people believing that. And they, we forget about this building being insured. We forget about the exactly. Pers- we forget we, about the person who actually runs this business isn't the owner of this building. We've made property loss as significant to the loss of life, and that has made it so that we cannot revolt in the manner that people used to be able to revolt by. Niggas forget firefighters are not there to save life. They're Vene- there to save property. Venezuela, the drug the, the drug dealers, cartels, and whatever in Venezuela, when they had chance burn, oh, Colombia, I'm sorry, yeah. burned down their state offices because they believed that if they did that, it would literally halt anything that could be done. Mm-hmm. People don't do stuff like that no more because... If you halt shit like that, they'll up the charge on you so much that it's not even worth it. Facts. So now... To the point I'll probably die You can't even occupy federal buildings and sit in type protests because you might get like a 10 to 15 year... Unless you're a white anti-mask... Federal charge. In the Midwest. And while I believe that protest and sacrifice and jail time is the ultimate way revolts happen... If only like five percent of the people who are committed to a cause, and I think that's the truth, only five are willing to go that far, then it doesn't work. Right. Because once you start locking people up, then you have no one else who is going to be out there yeah. to take those risks. And I think that's the truth. Who's the second team? You need people to be able to sacrifice, and jail is a sacrifice. 
Kenny Stills, NFL player, went to jail during this offseason in protest. He's able to commit that sacrifice in a different way than maybe other people. Because he's a millionaire. But that's what you you need, like, John Lewis, before he passed on about how many times he was arrested. Sacrifice. Like, and that's the thing. Before he said in Congress. 1960s, I think that's there's there's something to that. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I don't know if it holds the same weight because if you're locked up in a world, like you said, in a world where people forget things in a week, it really don't hold the same weight if you get locked up for protesting for on Monday years. and by Friday, no one is talking about it. Mm-hmm. See, when John Lewis got niggas was talking about it for weeks and months, and it became a public thing, it became mm-hmm. public pressure. I don't know if the same weight holds. When, like you said, you're locked up on Monday and Friday, we're talking about the next video. And now they don't even give a fuck about arresting you. They'll kill your ass before you. There was before they even look, and then it make it look like it won't even wasn't even the police or somewhere else. Shit, or have niggas debating if it was the police. My niggas was saying they've been doing that. Shout out Medgar. Not yeah, shout out, but rest in peace, Medgar. You know that's my um, boy. That's my boy. You right know, there. I, I think like you. Sometimes we have these conversations, and I and I look at you like I just did, and I'll be like, damn, this nigga always be like. We ain't never gonna, you know, it's always gonna be this way. And there's something, and I think, like you said, there's, there's always will be something to that. I don't think we can ever um, get around that because I, I think what we're talking about is morals, and I don't think you change people's morals in one year, two years, ten Especially years. Especially when it's centuries of morality that's been corrupt. That's the thing. It's, 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 it's centuries of morality changing, and I think we're... Yeah, maybe we're fucked up before they got to America. We're in the last, we're in the first decade of it. So I think it, it, it seems um, very strong in a lot of people's eyes. But like, I'd argue that since like 2010, we've been kind of on this way. We've been on, sure. this, on this change of social and um, societal ideologies. And now, you know, 2020 kind of like hit it all at once. But we're going to need a reset. This, this election will truly be, in my opinion, the reset. Because I think we're going to have a revolution regardless of who wins. Mm-hmm. But it will be delayed. If Trump wins, the revolution might might be like as early as next year. If Kamala and Biden win, I think the election will happen by the beginning of the next cycle. Because there will be, and it's funny, there's enough moderate people who are going to switch to Biden and expect things that they didn't expect from Trump. Mm-hmm. So there's people right now who kind of are like, this is bad and we need better. And because of that, they're going to vote for Biden, whether they believe in Biden or not. And because of that, when Biden does not deliver on their fantasies of the world or take them back to the world which they thought they would have before Trump, they're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's gonna happen. That's gonna be the revolution because people don't people don't really want people aren't gonna really force Republicans to do their job, but people will force Democrats to do their job for sure. And it's not really once again it's not fair, but that's kind of how the world works. It was really wild because Democrats and Republican Party tried to switch roles. Yeah, no one is going to force the Republicans to stand on their word. But people will force the Democrats to, and the Democrats can't because they're, in my opinion, their politics are very fanciful. They're pussy too. It's not a. It's not really anything concrete. It's every, everything will be good for everybody. It's euphoric. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, Charles. Saying that 
people aren't going to force the Republicans to do what they say they're going to do. I think. What? No, I feel like there's probably a section, not even a section, there's probably people of the Republican Party that, you know, what they want them to do, they believe that Republican, the Republicans are going to do for them what they need to get done type shit. As far as, like, how you're saying, like, okay, people, you know, a Democrat gets in there and like, I need you to do this, 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 and this. I feel like it's the same token for a Republican gets in there, like, the Republican Party might be like, I need you to do this, 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 it's this. the next Republican. He's for for, he's for us. Beat. You know what I'm saying? My thing is that... I think it's more so, you might be looking at it, I don't know if you're... But you might be seeing it as, you know, that we're... Obviously, the whole black community is super, like, democratic or whatever. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. So, we demand that from our democratic leader, but I'm pretty sure anybody that's a Republican probably is demanding whatever they want from their Republican leader, and they might be getting it at that same token. I'd argue that prime example would be Trump. Trump said he's going to build a build a, a wall. That, that's like that was that was his thing. Ten miles of wall. That, that was that was his thing. That's a lie. how much of that wall has been built? No idea. Five about miles five miles five, of new new wall. New wall. That wall has been up since two thousand six. That's wall. that's why the wall thing was always funny to me because the wall has been, been up wall. since two thousand and six. So that's the thing. Like that's what I mean about it. No one if if you really if you if Republicans was really because that's what Trump new, ran on. And then that new wall. Trump ran on wall and shit like that. Has to get reconstructed. The, why? Five miles of new wall has to get reconstructed every week. If there's no, that's why they got it. That's why it's only five miles of new wall. If there's no new, if there, if he don't have a wall, like, like three years. He like he literally he literally said he'd do certain things and he he can't do he it. He just hasn't done them because the platform for the Republicans is just to not be the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Like the Democrats actually have to have a platform and do things because their constituents aren't their constituents aren't about racism. Like racism isn't enough for their constituents. That's the Democrats. It's literally that's their issue. Their issue is that. They're, they've made themselves the people's party. Mm-hmm. The Republicans are about big business. So like mm-hmm. you said... Big business, small government. You don't really need to do anything. The economy will fluctuate, and people understand that. Almost everyone understands that. Mm-hmm. No one is blaming the the Republicans for the economy when it's bad. Fuck no. Just, but they're going to help. They're going to blame... They're going to praise them when it's good. Mm-hmm. Because that's how these things work. If you like the person in charge of it, when the economy's going well, you'd be like, hey. If you don't like the person, hey, you know, you know how you know how this economy is. That's why the tech industry love Obama. You know, you know how these things work. So I agree with you that Democrats. You're right. They're probably they probably need. I think just more so. I would say I don't know. I'm not gonna speak for all of us, but I would say we're more so in tune to. Democratic Party, so I mean, it's just like we would know what our party wants versus I don't think we're here for the Republicans. I don't know, what but like immigration, besides a wall, but like immigration, for example, that's a big thing in the Republican Party that we're not gonna have these jobs go to foreign countries where everything's gonna be at home. Next time, last time I checked, Amazon and all those people still. Got international hubs, sure. still not paying uh, corporate taxes in the United States of America. Immigra- like I said, immigration. That's a Republican thing. And the thing about it is that, I agree to you, like, on a lot of the broader issues, we probably know more about the Democrats 
just it's on our news feeds, it's in the the place we talk about. But on a very larger scale, we know what the Republicans are talking about too. And that is the issue. The Democrats know the, the Republican people know what the Democrats' points are just as much as they know about the Republican points. And I think there's the issue here. They know, everyone knows the Democrats' points. Everybody knows what the Democrats cares about. The Republicans are very broad. Hey, big business, immigration. What does that mean? So when they when so when Trump is like, oh, I stopped these seven countries from coming in, there's gonna be people on his side who tout that. While forgetting that he let in Russians, he let in he let in all those other European countries. Once again, when racism is your is your thing, you don't really have to be you don't really have to be strong with the points. That's just my my, my, my greater thing is that this voting shit is about to be. I don't think it's going to be lit, but I think the cycle is going to be lit. We're going to live in a very oh what the fuck like that happened, this happened, mm. but you know. I, I just want to. I just want us to all make it out. Make it out. What I miss? Nothing. Just hoping we make it out. Okay. Anything else you gotta say before we step out? Um, educate yourself. Pay attention to local elections. Um, everybody again. Don't overwhelm yourself with everything that's going on in the world. You can pay attention to what's going on in where you live at. You know what I'm saying? Make what you're doing better. That shit might spread out. All this other shit trickling down. Hopefully, it's trickling down some good shit. Um, leave women alone. Um, <laughs> yes. Great leave women alone. Yeah, don't leave women alone. Stop hitting them. Stop raping them. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know them, don't talk to them unless they want to talk to you. Don't break into their home unannounced. Yeah, don't go into their home unannounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good with you? Y'all have to relax. Do not... Um, Arrest the people that killed Breonna Taylor. Arrest the people that shot uh, Jacob Blake. Um, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace, Mary Evers. Rest in peace, Malcolm X. Rest in peace, and Martin Luther King. You still a bitch ass nigga. Wow, wow. See, I was with you to that. <laughs> I'm a dog with these facts. I'm a god with these facts. No one proud to be black. All these scars on my back. Still, I'm winning. Time is different, bitch. Um, Love her, give her. I've been sinning. Dang it. There's some things you never know. I've been waiting, patient, feeling, dreaming for my time. Leader, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold up, wait. Working hard for my play. Always early, never late. Bottle four and stay high class gone when I place. You don't want problems, my shooters don't play. Fuck is you thinking nigga, you in a way. Do this phase, making my plays, stuck in a haze, the mileage I made. Look what I started, been losing my partners. I moved the smartest, more money to make. Yeah. Love her, give her, I've been sending.